Welcome to the Remarkable Life Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Karen Gillen, and this is our guest. We have a coaching episode today with Robin Hanover. And Robin, I would love for you to introduce yourself to everybody before we get started. Thanks, Karen. Um, so I'm Robin Hanover. I am a financial strategist and intuitive uh, income coach. I help people that have gone through a loss or going through a transition in their life um, and they need help financially or they need help to kind of get their footing back on the ground. Um, it's my big why because my dad passed away when um, I was 26 and he was my age when he passed at 57 and my mom was had no idea how to do the bills, had no idea where the money, where anything was coming from. And so it was a it's a big thing for me to be able to help other, not only women, but also men too, if they don't have any idea where their financial stability is after they've lost something, either through divorce or, you know, um, passing a partner or mm -hmm. just even a loss of a job. And they're just kind of lost in themselves and not sure where to go financially. So yeah, awesome. that's what I do. Cool. And you actually have potentially, you might be the first person who's ever been on the podcast twice. Oh, okay. That's awesome. We did it. Yeah. We have an interview with Robin. I don't remember what episode, but I'll link it in the show notes just in case yeah. people want to hear more about what you're yeah. up to. Yeah. And it's interesting. I think we were talking um, last time regarding um, uh, inner, uh, inner child wounding and, mm -hmm. you know, how the financial, our financial decisions are based on what yep. we saw our parents do and grandparents and all of that. So that was a fun episode. I enjoyed yeah, that. It was good. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yeah. So tell me today, what do you want coaching on? Yeah. So um, for me, I, you know, it's been, and I'm thinking that if it's a job related thing or, but I'm, it's a, I think a deeper um, situation based on how I was brought up and also going through some of this trauma with my dad passing. Um I have a worst case scenario syndrome, meaning um, I tend to think worst case scenario. And because I, you know, again, I plan for that. I strategize for that. I solve for worst case scenario. So in my brain, it's a constant thought that gets a little exhausting when I'm always thinking and planning ahead for worst case scenario. Yeah. So, and I'm wondering you know, if it's a form of self-sabotage, um, if it's a form of suffering that I'm causing, you know, um, even though from a tactical standpoint, it's what I do for a living, but it's kind of embodied my whole being and mm -hmm. my thought process. And I, I want to be able to release that. This makes me think about like how we all kind of grow up and use the tools from whatever happened to us in our childhood yes. <laughs> as some of the greatest skills 
and end up profiting and doing great work because we had this thing happen to us or multiple things happen to us. And it created this kind of superpower. Right. So you, you have this tactical strategic superpower of seeing the potential worst outcomes of anything and then planning around them. And it's really been a successful skill that you've had, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. But I think, you know, as I've gotten older and, and gone through a lot of the personal growth with it, I would like to be able to turn it off, you know, Yeah. I'd like to be able to use it and wield it for good for my clients, but I also don't want to have this constant thought process in my head. Right. No one wants to carry their sword around all the time. It's exhausting, right? Right. It really is. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you have this one really hyper-developed or overdeveloped or finely tuned, however you want to look at it, skill. And so no matter what happens, I mean, this makes total sense. We have something we're really good at. And so anytime something comes up, we're like, how can I use this skill that I'm really great at that I feel really comfortable in? that I generally use with the greatest of ease. Like, let's just use that superpower because it's right here. It's always so handy. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think needs to be interrupted in you and your thinking and your living so that you're not grabbing the, that one great big resource in your tool belt? Well, I mean, some of the things that I've been doing is like really being, um, content and happy with where I am like this present moment, you know, Mm -hmm. I think, um, one of the most powerful books I've read is from Eckhart Tolle is like the, the, you know, being present and, and being in the now Mm -hmm. and that helps, but, you know, it's like, I can be there for like short amount, short amount of time. And then my brain starts to go, it's almost like, it's almost like it's a habit of um, not being okay and being happy in the moment, you know, like waiting for the shoe to drop or, Mm -hmm. you know, again, planning for that worst case, or it can't get better than this. What else is going to happen? And, you know, at 57, it's been plaguing me. And I, I just realized that it comes across as being negative to other people when I'm planning for worst case scenario. And I don't want to be negative, you know, because I'm actually a pretty positive person. Does it um, feel negative to you to worst case scenario? It things? doesn't feel negative to me, but it seems like to other people, it, it comes across that way. Like, I, yeah, I think other people have mentioned that, oh, you're being negative. And I'm thinking, well, I'm just planning for, you know, the shooter drop and right. Yeah. So other people experience it as negative, but you experience it as not negative, just as like something you do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I experience it as, you know, okay, well, if we can kind of head off and, you know, for example, it's like my mom's 85 and getting her trust and her will done and all, you know, all of those things that needs Mm -hmm. to be done and, you know, talking about how she wants to pass and all of that. And that's, it's a very difficult conversation, but it's one of those that have to be talked about. Um, so, but, you know, some people would consider that a negative thing. And I, and to me, I'm just kind of heading off the, the blow in the long term. You know what I mean? It's like, if something happens to her, when, 
um, because we all pass, but I want to be prepared. Um, But this constant thought process is, it's like I said, it's exhausting. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And you're, and you like it. And I like it. Yeah. And I'm good at it. And it's working for you. I mean, I'm just, part of me is like, who cares what other people think? (laughs) Well, you know, and that's the thing I think, you know, I've been married for a while now and it's, that's my husband. I think that's where that's coming from too. You know, it's like, my husband's like, you're so negative. I'm like, no, I'm just planning ahead, you know, but um, Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Um, but I do know it's, it's something that also keeps me up at night. Like if I, okay. if I'm not sleeping, it keeps me up at night. Cause I'm always, you know, figuring things out. And it's almost like, I just want my brain to turn off and mm-hmm. just be, you know, just be. And use the word prepared. Like a lot of this is so that you're prepared. Yeah. Tell me what's so great about being prepared. Well, it's funny. I just got a, I just kind of got a, a little download because it's like, you know, when you have someone who passes away and like, and I know, I think your grandmother passed away a year ago. Was it a year? Yeah. Yeah. You just, you know, it's, it's not like you can plan for things like that, but in my brain, I'm thinking if I would have known, you know, if I would have known that my dad would pass away, that maybe things I could have helped in some way I could have planned better. So I think that's, that's a big part of that, you know, that it's not, um, that you can kind of head off the past, but and pain and, but you can't avoid it, you know? I know. Yeah. But we want to, right. Everything in us wants to, to. that's a natural urge to, reduce pain, whether it's present or in the future. Right. So you have this habit and this skill coming from a very human place, an animal place, really like no one's signing up for pain. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And you're losing sleep and you kind of want it not to take over your life. Yeah. Yeah. But I still want to, you know, I want to be able to pick it up, pick up my superpower when I need it, but it's, it has taken over my life. And Here's what I think is so amazing for those of us with superpowers, which for anyone listening is usually all of us. You can completely decenter the superpower and always have access to it at a moment's notice. Yeah. Because it's, you're so good at it. All the pathways are there. It's never like, you're not going to lose your ability in this mind that you're in to do this thing. Right. You're never going to lose that. So I love that you called it a habit earlier, because I think that's such a nice neutral way to look at it. It's like, oh, we could see it like, oh, there's this terrible thing I do. That's, that's not what's happening. No, There's this amazing happening. thing yeah. that is very habituated in you and we know how to change habits. So you want to, we know what you don't want to do. What do you want to do? You want to reduce this habit of, or only call up the skill of worst case scenario, when you want to use it, not all the time, you don't want it running as the default, right? What do you want the default to be? I want the default to be joy. You know, I don't know. And I was thinking about this. It's like, I, I physically don't know what joy is like that embodiment, you know, because I'm never 
unless I'm meditating or I'm doing something or like, you know, walking or something, but I just want to be in that happy joy state. And I don't even really know what that feels like. I mean, I've had glimpses of it, or I've had moments of it, you know, riding a roller coaster. And, and I think I was thinking about that the other day, because it's like when you're on a roller coaster and I have a huge fear of heights, but it's like, when you're on a roller coaster, you're just kind of strapped in and you can't do anything about it. Right. You know? So I think a lot of this is that control factor too, is that, you know, if I plan for worst case scenario for, or if I had things off in the past, that it, it's a controlling thing, which I think deep down is also fear, right? Mm, I usually. think it's a fear thing too. Yeah. And I just want to like, I just want to experience the moment and be able to literally take my brain and stick it over to the side. And um, yeah, I think that's, I like to be able to have joy. Yeah. Right. Cause if we are in worst case scenario, joy probably can't make its way in No. But what I'm wondering about is, are you describing presence with capacity for joy? Or are you like, I want to live in joy all the time? I think just capacity for joy, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it would be great to live in joy all the time, but life isn't like that. So, yeah. you know, and that's okay. I think we have, we have to feel all the feelings that come good or bad. Um, but I think the beautiful thing about joy is that when you have it or when you experience it, there's something so magical about it, you know, mm-hmm. and you want, it's almost like that dop- dopamine hit where you want it again and again, totally. but those moments are more special, you know, um, mm-hmm. when you do get them. So I, I think it would, I think it would take away the power of joy. Um, if you had it all the time, Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe it's like, it could be the neutral. It could be the but neutral. It, but I think what's super clear is if you're out in the other, if you're out in your superpower, joy doesn't seem like it would fit there. Right. Like if you're in there and you're solving and you're strategic and your worst case scenario, like where would joy even get in? Well, and that's the interesting thing is that I love what I do. I mean, I really do. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when I work with my clients and I see the relief on their face of like, you know, oh my gosh, this is so great. I feel so much better. I see that wave of like peace wash over them. You know, meanwhile, I'm solving, you know, kind of like the queen's gambit, you know, she has that chessboard up in the air. That's my brain working. And I would love to be able to turn that off and on, you Mm -hmm. know, when needed. So I think it, it it would, it would be nice to be able to just uh, click it off. Yeah. Okay. So I have the joy when I'm actually doing it, when I'm working with others. That's but when you're that just using thing. it on yourself or against yourself. Yes. Right. Okay. So when yeah. it's for other people, it's great. How yep. would, how would this mode of operating know when to be used or not? Like right now, if it's overused, it's just kind of running all the time. Yeah. But when would you call it up and use it? Like what's a situation not at work, but just in your regular life where you would use this? You know, like, 
stupid stuff. Like if the dishwasher broke or who I, you know, who I would call and, um, (laughs) the cat throwing up, I don't know, you know, just like little things, like, like just life stuff, you know? And, and, but I would like to be able to enjoy and have joy in those moments instead of thinking ahead of like, Oh, who am I going to call? How am I going to get this fixed? You know, mm-hmm. what else is going to happen? And that it's almost like that spiral of like, oh, well, if I do this, then this will prevent from happening in the future. And that's mm-hmm. really not the case always, but okay. that's how the brain is working. Right. Yeah. So it's really like, this is going to be like a hall monitor a little bit, this job yeah, that you're wanting to take on. Cause it's like when the dishwasher breaks, you do want to be strategic and figure out like, what's the easiest way to get this done right. in the fastest way. And you right. can do that. Right. But then there's a moment where you can put that part of your brain away because there's like no amount of dishwasher repairmen that can make your dishwasher never break again. Right. Right. Yeah. Maybe monthly retainer dishwasher guy. I don't know. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So there's the points where it's helpful and it is really helpful. And then it's really this monitoring of like, when, when do you want to actually, and I suggest saying this kind of stuff out loud, like, okay, we're done. Like we've solved for that and we're done. And we're going to come back to whether, you know, call it presence, call it norm, call it whatever you want to call it. The state of like that part of my brain is away now. It can come back when I go to work. Yeah. And then it's really this, like, because it's this hyper-utilized part of you and it's very strong, it's going to be like, how about now? How about now? How about now? How about now? You're going to get a thousand invitations every day to use it. How do you want to handle getting an invitation when that's not the right guest to have over? Well, I, you know, I think what I have been doing is like acknowledging the thoughts that are coming and I almost have to physically either walk or go outside, ground myself, mm-hmm. you know, I have to physically get out of that brain mode. Okay. And, um, so I've been doing that and, you know, but it's almost like, I think I wish that I had a magical wand that it wouldn't happen again on a regular basis. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So yeah. it seems like, even though I've been doing that, I can see the thoughts. I can like you know, picture them on a cloud, just kind of like, okay, thanks for showing up. See you later. Mm Bye-bye. But I don't want it to show up all the time, you know? But again, I think that's going back to the control. Right. I just wish it were different, which makes sense. Are you making it mean anything about you that it continues to show up? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, what I've been thinking about is, um, why do things have to be hard? You know, I think for me, solving problems, that's a terrible question. You just asked, we can't just leave that alone. Why do things have to be hard? Yeah. Why do things have to be hard? Why am I making What's a better question? (laughs) (laughs) Why do things happen the way they happen? Yeah. Right. If we imply the hard, we'll find the hard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what's going on for me that this isn't coming easily? Oh, I like that better. That's yeah. good. Very different place. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're tuned to, well, and also like if we're tuned to be someone who can solve problems really well, then we're also going to look for the hard because it means we get to be in our strengths. Yeah. 
your life is going to get a lot more boring if you really give this up because you're not going to be like, there's a tough thing. I'm good at tough things constantly. And like, that's a dopamine hit. Every time problem solver brain gets to come out and do its job, we figured it out. The worst case scenario won't happen. We're prepared. We're safe. That's just like so much dopamine for you. Yeah. And then it's, it's like drinking so much caffeine and then you're exhausted by the end. Right. Yeah. You've tanked your adrenals. (laughs) Yeah. Which is really, I, I mean, I do, hello, I do have chronic, you know, fatigue. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, I think a Taylor Swift song, I'm like, I'm the problem, but I'm also, you know, (laughs) hello. (laughs) Yeah. Hello. (laughs) Right. But so, I mean, that's where habit change is so tricky it's simple, but it seems tricky for us because usually the habits we're trying to change because we want something different, the quote unquote bad habit has so many rewards built into it. You're right. So if it didn't have any rewards to it, then we wouldn't be doing it. I right. If every day you're like, I'm someone who's so good at burning my finger on the stove. I'm just so good at it. I can't not do it. I do it every day. When people want their fingers burnt on stoves, they come to me. <laughs> No one would do it because there's no, (laughs) here you are, here you are getting great dopamine hits, using your strengths, being valued, valuing yourself for what you're able to do. And you want to do something different. So it's like, what's better than this? I think it was, I think you touched on something. It's almost like being bored. You know what I mean? That, that, yeah, it's almost like I'm allowing my own suffering to be happening because it's that, well, what happens if you're just, if you just be right, you know, right. If you take the cycle away, then what do you do all day? Yeah. Yeah. And this might be like, this might, not be a one answer question. This might be an inquiry that you live with for a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months of like, who am I if I don't take that invitation to go problem solve that thing down to the nth degree? Who would I be if that didn't exist and I were just here? You know, it's it's interesting because I, I think you have, um, you were talking about values and one of my highest values is integrity. And I think for me, if a client questioned my integrity or didn't feel like I had their best interest, that would, that would kill me. And I think not having that purpose would I, I, I don't even know, you know, when mm-hmm. you have this, something, this superpower that's defined you all your life, it's like, who are you then? Right. Yeah. You're still you. There's a difference between overusing a strength and a skill and having purpose. Yeah. Your purpose to do this work for the people you do it for, to use this skill, to create relief for families and safety for people like that's not bad. That's great. But when you overuse it to try to like, just be in your life in a way that feels like, I don't know if it's like more important or busier or like whatever the thing is it does for you, then it's not working for you. Right. This is where our gifts 
can also hurt us if we overuse them or use them against ourselves. Yeah, or we use them in lieu of just being in mm -hmm. joy and being in your life because yeah. you're always focusing on somebody else or something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So if you were going to formulate like the inquiry that you're going to take away with you to hold space for this to keep unfolding in your life, what, how would you say it? What would you, how would you define it? I don't know. I think a lot of it would be asking myself the question, first of all, where am I? How am I, you know, where am I physically? What am I, where are my thoughts? What, you know, to stop a habit of any habit, um, you know, it's the first part is just being aware. I mean, mm -hmm. I think that's the first thing, you know, um, yep. and realizing also too, that I am enough without having to solve the problem. There you go. That feels like that one had the emotion in it too. Mm -hmm. right so that can be one of the reminders of like I can feel my brain wanting to go off and make something hard so that I can have a win yeah. I want to remember that I'm enough right here with nothing going on and what like how what do I need to build in myself strengthen in myself to withstand that enoughness yeah there's no amount of planning or money or resources that will build that other than your own belief and practice in it. Yeah, that's some major ahas for sure. Yeah. Even on a deeper level, like, okay, if you're not who you, you know, you're not your work, you're not what you do, you're a completely different souls separate from that. Mm -hmm. And that superpower came for a reason, but when it's, it's not in, you, it's not me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we can move from being over identified with a skill to like de identify. Okay. That's my skill. That's not me. Those are my thoughts. That's not me. So I think it's really going to be important to find the edges of where do I stop and the skill or a capability begin. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe. And it's interesting. Yeah. And it's almost like, okay, going back to the roller coaster, it's like, all right, I have to like put my hands up in the air and just let it go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I mean, I know you a little bit. I think it's going to be okay. Like, I trust you to let go. Yeah. Yeah. And then I want to get really practical for a minute and just recommend, I'm sure you've already read Atomic Habits, James Clear's yes, book. Yes, I have. Yeah. But, but pick it back up. And in okay. the back of every chapter, they have the kind of the takeaways and there's some really helpful, like 
if this is a neutral thing, this isn't me being good or bad. I'm just trying to change this habit of always going to the worst case scenario and just use the super basic, simple practices in that book, I think could be really interesting. Like, because this overutilizing a skill is the same as like, I just don't want to bite my nails anymore. Or <laughs> I want, I want to make sure I walk to the mailbox before noon or right. It's this neutral thing. We don't have to be good or bad because we want to make a change. We can just make a change. We can just make a change. Yeah. 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 And I love picking up books that I've read and reading it again, because when you are in a different place in mm -hmm. your life, you get something completely different. Right. It. And reading it with this very specific habit in mind and letting yourself just read it about this one thing, you'll pick up totally different things. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. I love this for you. Yeah, me too. And then, but it's also a little scary when you, you know, when you, your identity is so, which is why I, I'm so good at coaching others about it, but mm -hmm. you know, it's ironic that I coach people around loss, but you know, yeah. and problem solving yet. Yeah. That's a big part where I'm at too. Big time. Yeah. And so I think when we're separating from a big, huge identity that brings us a lot of safety is to remember where else we find safety. It's like, oh, this identity brings me safety, profit, um, connection. Like what are all the positive things it brings me and where else do I have those? Because you don't want to get rid of something that brings you so much good. You want right. to understand the good it brings right. and amplify it in areas that feel healthier for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a great takeaway because it's almost like I need to look in all my other areas in my life of where I can yeah. get the same thing. Right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Any last questions or anything about everything no. we talked about? <laughs> super, super helpful. I mean, it, it's, it's definitely something, um, I think what I love about you know, working with you, it's almost like you have this way of, of being able to take something and turn it into really a deeper connection, not only with others, but with yourself too, and mm -hmm. getting reconnected with who I actually am. And, you know, ironically at 57, it just, it, I'm still figuring that out. And but yeah. now I think with this conversation, it's definitely something that I want to take a deeper look at. I sure. love it. Yeah. I love this for you. I think yeah. I already said that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Thank you. But if we would have talked like a year ago, I mean, completely in a completely different space, you know? Yeah. It's we like all evolve, you know? right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think too, just based on what you just said, it's important for us to all remember that the world is going to take from us what it needs. And by the world, I kind of mean people and culture and family and everything that interacts with us that needs things. Yeah. And it's constantly going to find and seek what it's looking for from us. And you have this great skill. So we're all going to come at you and be like, I need that thing for my life. And what a courageous act it is for all of us to consistently 
stay present to who we are outside of just what's valuable to other people at certain times. Right. So who am I, no matter what, who am I, if they don't need any of this stuff from me? Yeah. 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 Such a powerful question, but also too, it's, I, I think it's one of the most important questions that we can, we can ask ourselves. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. Mm. Love it. Love it. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Karen. So happy to be here. Oh my gosh. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you again, Robin, for being here and for sharing so openly. I have been sitting here a few minutes thinking about what is the takeaway? <laughs> I think the takeaway for me is let's just go re-listen one time. That's what I'm going to do. I always listen to my podcast when it comes out. So I'm definitely going to listen to this one again. I think it's important for all of us to see that those things that we're really good at are a part of us, but they're not everything. And I think that can be really humbling at certain times. And I think it can be really disorienting at other times. Um, and that can feel scary. And so that's totally normal and natural. I also think that there are times of life for this kind of exploration and there are times of life where you don't want to open up certain cans of worms and that's okay. We get, you know, things will wait for us. <laughs> Emotions will wait for us. Things that we are on the cusp of will wait for us. It's good to get to them so that they don't get to you when you least expect it. But just notice. Notice what, if there was an invitation in here for you, what was it? And what do you want to do with that? You don't have to do anything today or even this year. But what was it? Let's just get clear on that part. Okay. I so appreciate you being here. And um, when Robin and I got off the recording and chatted before I hopped back on to talk to you here, she asked me what I am doing lately in my business and what I'm offering. And so I wanted to make sure that everyone here knows that I run small groups, uh, intimate groups of six to eight people. Um, generally, those are business owners and we do a combination of life and business coaching. So we ask the big questions of who am I without my business and who am I with it? And what is my company culture? And how do I want to do a launch if I don't like launching? Um, as well as like, how do I parent in this way when things are hard? So it's, it's a broad, it's what I like to think of as the best combination of one-on-one -on -one in business coaching and mentoring you can find. Um, and I have some space for those groups in the fall. So if you're interested, now's the time to reach out and let me know. Um, and then I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. The Remarkable Life Method is something I do one-on-one -on -one with people for three months. And I also do one-on-one -on -one coaching of folks in business and wanting life coaching. So that kind of combo, but in a much more private container. 
these are the options. So if there's something that you're ready to work on and you want to talk about what it can look like to work together and get you going where you're going already, um, potentially with more grace and a little more speed, let me know. All right. Have a great week and thanks for listening.